Hey everyone, season three of Blackadian podcast start right now. Let's go. Hey everyone, welcome back to my Blackadian universe. I hope you all had a wonderful and safe summer. I know summer's not over, but September always feels like, you know, the beginning of a new year to me, end of summer. Uh, so I uh, hope you are uh, all staying safe. Um, and I can't wait to get this season started. Um, I wanted to talk right off the top about something that I've been dying to <laughs> talk about, which is this issue of bathing. And, you know, a few prominent celebrities, uh, white celebrities have come out um, about, you know, their bathing habits as and uh, regarding their children as well. And, you know, it not being as frequent as one might think. And um, it's been causing quite the stir in social media, which I have been thoroughly enjoying and consuming all that wonderful content. <laughs> Just gave me some good belly laughs, which, you know, you need. Um, black people are amazing and hilarious, but love it. Uh, so, yeah, let's talk about uh, let's talk about this bathing thing. So. I've been thinking a lot about this and I know some people are like, oh, you know, what's the big deal? Um, I don't get it. You know, why is this even a thing? And it is a thing. Like I immediately knew, <laughs> I immediately knew it is a thing. It's a big deal. And, you know, just being the type of person I am, I started mulling it over and thinking, you know, like, why is this? so significant? Why is there a clear, you know, cultural line and divide here? And, you know, not surprisingly, it has to do with racism. It has to do with racism and white privilege. And, you know, a lot of people don't want to hear that, but it is, you know, they're like, oh, it's science and, you know, bathing, you know, with soap dries out your skin, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and, you know, yeah, but you know, uh, as a, as a black person, I would say it's called shea butter. It's called moisturization. You put that moisture back in your skin. But you know that I understand that that's like a cultural thing for me, and I wanted to understand, um, you know, why I'm having this this reaction. And of course, it, it brought me back to white privilege. So. As a black woman, as a person of color, I don't have the ability to be less than um, perfect when I go out into the world. If I want to be treated like a human being, if I want my humanity acknowledged, I cannot be... Um, unhygienic. I can't not bathe. I can't smell. I can't have that, you know, luxury. I can't look 
dirty. I can't have clothes that are like, you know, ripped or whatever. People are going to assume certain things about me based on the color of my skin immediately um, that I'm impoverished, that I'm dirty. And that comes from the history of racism for white people. You know, they get uh, the assumption the assumption of human humanity, they get the assumption of wealth, they get the assumption of, you know, the the being, you know, unkempt is a choice. That's white privilege. So, you know, why bathing? It, I, I, you know, I'm thinking about this, why bathing and daily and you know multiple times sometimes a day for uh being in you know black culture or you know for people of color is because it it equals respectability getting respect and acceptance um, when we go out into the world it is our proof of humanity when we go out into the world we, you know, I don't know if, I don't know if people have made, you know, that thought or connection. It's just, you know, something that they've been told that they've been doing their whole life that they need, like, you know, <laughs> you need to do it uh, to feel, you know, like yourself. It's part of your daily rituals. It's part of your mental health process. You know, for me, I know it's, you know, part of your how you get ready for the day it's you know like you know eating a solid breakfast or you know doing yoga or exercising in the morning it's part of you know your rituals and i i don't know if people understand that there's you know probably another piece to that which is that when you go out into the world you are wanting to um represent yourself in the best possible light because you know going out there that there are already strikes against you that people aren't going to see you as a human being when you go out and I, I I can't give people you know extra incentive to be crappy to me <laughs> you know I, I don't have that luxury I don't have the luxury of white privilege um when I go out into the world so I have to you know not have any faults and you know it's it's something that I don't think people you know when we're discussing this issue and we're talking about you know science I've some people say like oh it's just science and you know it's not necessary when you look at the history behind um, the things that have been recorded by colonizers about indigenous peoples that they've encountered about, you know, oh, they've been bathing, you know, they bathe a couple times a day because they're so dirty and, you know, all these kinds of things. It's just, um, it, it has a lasting impact. It shapes who we are as people of color as we are as black people when we you know um when we talk about bathing so it is a big deal it's a big deal um because for us we are always 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 trying to prove to the world we're trying to work against the damage that's been done by 
racism, systemic racism, how people see us, the people will immediately think, um, you know, things about us when they see us. And we're trying to undo that. We are working to to prove our humanity, to prove our humanity. And, you know, hygiene is a huge part of that. So um, when people talk about how um, it isn't necessary and all these kinds of things, it is necessary for people of color. It's a big deal for people of color. It's part of who we are as people of color because you have been told uh, that we are less than, that we are, you know, worse than we're all of these things less than white we are judged at a standard of you know always less than whiteness and so we have to to show that that's not the case and so i i love seeing the humor out there i love you know (laughs) people having diagrams of how to properly bathe um and all these kinds of things but when i see that there's also hurt there there's anger there there's um there's also pride i think there's pride there as well which you know i felt as well and i really just you know, wanted to break it down to its very basic components in the sense that we don't have the luxury of even thinking that we can go out into the world and be unkempt even just a little um, because we will be judged harshly for it we will be um, threatened by it. Nobody wants to be treated poorly when you go out like that. And so when celebrities go out into the world and, you know, they might not be looking as crisp and clean, um, they have that privilege and that um, ability as, you know, um, white people that people assume that you know they just didn't shower that day not that they you know it's it's a choice it's not because their character will be attacked or um that they will be um degraded or you know not get service anywhere or be assumed you know that they're desolate and disgusting their humanity will always be intact. And as a black woman, nobody will give me that courtesy. The other piece that I wanted to address is with children. So there was also some talk around, you know, children not, you know, needing to bathe every day and again white privilege white privilege white privilege I read this incredibly um, disturbing article about uh, an indigenous woman who had just given birth and her child was taken away 
because they assumed that she wouldn't be able to take care of her child. They, her family filmed it as these officials came in and took away her child based on nothing except racism. And I'm getting like choked up just thinking about it, but it, it, it's very powerful. When I say that these stereotypes and these ideas have real impacts on people's lives, um, it's so ingrained in people's minds that they're not even aware that it's based on racism, that they would look at an indigenous family and just assume that they were incapable of taking care of their children. It's the basis of, you know, residential schools in this, in Canada. Um, It's steeped in this belief of, you know, this white savior superiority complex thing that is going on and it's wrong. So as a mother myself, I know that when I send my children out into the world, they need to be clean. <laughs> they need to, you know, and it, it's something that as I, when I was a child uh, growing up, you know, I my hair had to be done, you know, on point. My clothes needed to be fresh, clean. And because it was a reflection on uh, my parents as black people, they knew that they were going to be judged harsher to a higher standard than white parents. So they couldn't send their children out into the world um, looking like they needed care, that they weren't well taken care of because people will assume that they couldn't take care of me properly simply because they were black, that they didn't have the parenting skills. They didn't love their children. They don't love, we don't love our children the way white people do. Um, and I think I've talked about it as well. The amazing uh, Cecily Tyson film, The Sounder, back in the 70s, um, where, you know, she was doing this interview and like the woman was like, I just don't believe that this family would be, you know, welcoming back like their, you know, the father so warmly. And she was like, like, she didn't believe that black families could love each other. She didn't buy it because it went against everything she was taught about, you know, the subhuman species of African Americans. And she just didn't believe this story, you know, um, as ringing true. It didn't ring true to her experience because she didn't believe that we were human. And that's exactly, you know, what Cecily said. She was like, so, you know, you do know what you're saying, you know, uh, that, you don't think we're human because we can't love. And so it's that same idea about, you know, driven by judgment and fear and racism is that I know that I'm going to be judged harsher than other parents. When I send my children out to the world, my parents knew it. And so, um, they need to to bathe. <laughs> they do. Because, you know, somebody will call Child Protective Services faster when they see a black child um, that is unkempt uh, than they would for a white child. It's adorable. It's cute. It's, you know, kids being kids. And, you know, they need to be messy and mucky, you know, when it's a 
child of color, it's, oh my God, something must be wrong in the home. Something must be going on there. Um, You know, they're obviously impoverished and they can't take care of, you know, they probably don't even want to, you know, all these kinds of, you know, stereotypes come out and they have real lasting impacts on people's lives. They do. Um, One of my girlfriends who is Indigenous, um, she told me a story of, you know, uh, when she was pregnant that she had to get um, alcohol testing. Like um, they were testing her for like um, basically if she was drinking while pregnant all the time. And I was flabbergasted because I was like, oh, like, you know, we went to the same hospital, we had different doctors. But you know what I mean? I was like, I don't understand, like, why nobody thought to do that test for me. And it's like, I guess, you know, uh, that wasn't the that the person who was ordering these tests, obviously, had some racist biases that, you know, they thought that they needed to add this into her repertoire. So when she was going in for her regular checkups, they always had to check her like blood alcohol, like, you know, levels. And that's incredibly terrible and awful. And, you know, you don't want to have that experience when you're having like, you know, this joyous experience in your life and to know that it was marred and um, by racism, deeply upset her and us. And the thing is, it's a matter of, you know, I I know people have said things. She didn't say anything. Um, She did like switch doctors and, um, you know, she, I think she was just, I don't know. It's like the, she just, I I get it. And you don't want to fight all the time. Sometimes you just want to be, you just want, to get away from a bad situation and like not make an example of it and just like get on with your life. And she's pregnant. I get it. She's like, you know what? I have bigger fish to fry than dealing with some like rando racist piece of crap, (laughs) but it, you know, and it just, it's, it's upsetting. It's upsetting that someone could look at you and make a snap judgment like that. And that's the kind of life um, and reality that people of color live and breathe every day. And um, that's why it's such a big deal. That's why it's such a big deal. And um, I think I think about it. Um, a lot, I think about it a lot, especially um, as a parent, uh, at the the re- restrictions that are placed on our life and I know um, (laughs) another you know thing with you know bathing but also hair it's a big deal with hair Um, I I remember um, one of my girlfriends as well you know just let her hair daughter you know our daughters have natural hair we I've you know known my my friends since we were in grade too. We went through a lot together, but also our natural hair journeys together as well. And I was just laughing because, you know, it's one of the things that you think about, you know, how my, how will I know how to take care of my child's hair? My, you know, parents have taught me well, and, you know, I have to learn. And so I wanted to make sure that, you know, my child can see themselves represented and themselves with my hair. It's a big deal. Anyway, 
uh the point is my friend who's uh love her a little more confrontational than (laughs) maybe i am um anyways she decided to not style her daughter's hair perfectly on a trip out and she's a black woman i should say and so she got so much unsolicited um, advice from black people, black men and women about how to care for her child's hair because the assumption was that she must clearly be struggling. She didn't know what to do. Otherwise, she wouldn't let her child out of the home (laughs) with her hair a little less than, you know, perfect. And, you know, it. she was like, you know, just herself she's like thank you but I'm just letting my kid be a child I they didn't want to deal with it today you know we didn't want to deal with it today we're just you know in and out errand running it's fine and so they were like oh oh, okay And (laughs) and so my friend was like you know like I was just like all right experiment over let's just go home let's put a hat on this baby and let's let's call it a day and <laughs> I, know, I know they were being kind and nobody was like being malicious or whatever. But she just said like it was like a constant thing. People were like, oh, did you want me to just go ahead and fix that up for you? And she was like, what? No. Um, and it's this thing of, you know, respectability and representation and like having to present yourself as a certain way into this world because, um, you know, we are sort of policing ourselves. And I I think that's something that one of the things that I struggled with when I came to this conclusion about what bathing means to our culture. And it's, you know, it's not, it's not, it's not a bad thing. Um, It's, you know, wonderful and lovely, but it does sadden me a little bit to know that it's born from this from racism i think the importance in our culture that it's given it was born from something evil but true to our my people that it we turned it into something wonderful and uplifting and um uh you know i don't don't want to even say spiritual but something uplifting and you know good for our mental health and it's you know part of our, our rituals and you know just like shea butter um it's you know it's part of who we are it's wonderful and uplifting and i'm glad that we were able to turn this on its head but i think um I wanted to just, you know, put that out there in the world that even making that statement smacks of white privilege and it's something that we don't have the luxury for. We don't, you know, as black people don't have the ability to to do those things, even if we so chose, which, you know, 
a lot of us don't. But um, I think people just need to understand why it was such a big debate. And I, I'm glad it actually came up because I hadn't really thought about it that much. And then when <laughs> I did think about it, um, you know, I decided to dive deep and sort of get at to the, the root of, you know, why it's such a big deal uh, to us. And I love that it is. I love that it is. I wouldn't change anything um, about it. And I know that, you know, it, it does sort of sadden me a little, but, you know, I wouldn't change it for the world. I think it's, um, you know, it's one of the wonderful things about um, the resiliency and amazingness of our people that, you know, we took something that someone tried to use against us and turned it into something beautiful. Uh, that's what we do as black people. It's one of the things that I love about being black. Um, and it makes me proud. So, yeah. Um it's a little bit about bathing. Thank you so much for uh, listening. Please be sure to like, comment, and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. We'll have new episodes every week. Um, please message me. Uh, let me know what you thought of the episode. And uh, yeah, look forward to talking to you next time.